Oh, Bangkale, I finished Evil. I finished it this morning. Right. Save it for the pod. We'll talk about it. Has now possessed her. Or she has now been corrupted. Anyway, you said um, I should save it for the podcast. I yeah, guess let yeah. me not say it yet. What do you think about that new lawyer? The black lawyer. Well, black one. ask me that. Ask me that when we, when we talk about you on the podcast. She's giving me certain vibes. But on the podcast, I mean, we'll talk about it. Yeah, she's also right. like, I feel like, anyway, on the podcast, on the podcast, on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like you're going to start the, the beginning of this podcast with all of these snippets. And then it will now be my voice saying on the podcast. On the yeah. podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Bankole Mokwede, and welcome to the first of a two-parter episode. In this episode, my guests and I are going to recommend two very young shows, Evil and Hacks. We're going to talk about The Blacklist, because one of my guests has a very interesting theory about The Blacklist. If you watch the show, you want to hear that theory. Um, we're going to talk about The Good Wife and Good Fight. And of course, if you listen to this episode and you like this episode, please subscribe, please follow us on whatever platform you you listen to and if your platform allows it please rate and review and recommend us to your friends of course today i'm joined by our resident scarlet connoisseur Sumto Iyana, and making her debut on the podcast it's dumebi anikoweze how are you guys doing um, i'm good <laughs> oh it's my maybe <laughs> i thought Sumto was giving us something extra um i'm good i'm I'm grateful. I never aspire to be on a podcast, so it's you know. Thanks for the honor. That's my job here. I just, I just try to make dreams come true. That's what I'm doing here. Thank you, thank you, hello friends. Yeah. So how are you guys doing? Do we use the first time with the podcast? How are you? How have you been? What have you been up to? What What have you been watching recently? Uh, what have I been watching recently? I started startup. And I finished it, but I don't know how I feel. I have mixed feelings. I like some of the characters very deeply, but I also feel incredibly frustrated by some of the characters as well. Like Izzy, she's so dumb. And like Nick, is that his name? The, the white guy, Nick? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. I didn't watch that up. Anyway, they're just mad and just stupid. Um, and I don't like them very much. I started Evil two days ago, <laughs> following Bankali's recommendation, and being the addict that I am, I finished it today. I should have finished it yesterday, but I went out last night. So what else have I watched? Oh yeah, that's it. And then, I mean, I just wrapped up with Blacklist because greed is causing them to extend the, the TV show okay. for you. You know what? I'm going to stop you there because I feel like you're, you're going to go on a rant. Let's, let's wait a bit. So to, <laughs> what have you been up to? I've been good. Um, what have I watched recently? I finished Hacks. A lovely show, in my opinion. It, like, isn't always great, but it's a good vibe. Definitely watch it. Yeah, it's like, I think I mentioned that the first time we spoke. And yeah. I, I really liked it, actually, and I thought I thought it got better as, as the season went on. Yeah, same. It's basically the story of this kind of aging Joan Rivers kind of comic who has his residence in Vegas, and then this new up-and-coming comedian has to basically work with her and it, that's a terrible that's a terrible pitch for the show well that's exactly what the show is it's giving me it's giving me um marvelous mrs Maisel vibes is it similar to that oh um, no 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 it's like it's more 
gritty. Is is gritty the word? Gritty is not the word. It's just not like clean cut. It's very like yeah, it's more grounded. Unlikable characters, but like amazing storytelling. Also, like Fleabag. Maybe not necessarily Fleabag. Like it's not to the extent of Fleabag, but the main character, like the older lady, she's an asshole. But like yeah. you still just like like her. Fair enough. Yeah, because some, sometimes she's just right. Sometimes yeah, what she's saying is exactly. true. Like yeah, it's a. It's, so it's somewhere between, I guess, somewhere between Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Fleabag. I don't know what that is, but somewhere in between that, you get hacks. You know what? That makes that makes sense. I mean, I've seen a lot of Jane Smart in the last maybe four years. And it's just like, wow, this woman is, is quite good. She's incredible. Yeah, she is. She is. She is incredible. Um, maybe you alluded to it a bit earlier. I recommended Evil to you on, on Thursday. Yeah. And you're in the second season. They're in second season now. Sometimes in what second season. Um, why don't you explain what evil is to anyone who? Because I think I believe we all like it, right? Since I made it, I did a terrible job of describing hacks. Why don't you go ahead and describe evil to to the listeners? Do you know the truth is that even as I'm watching, I want to also understand what it's about. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because let me tell you, let me tell you, they tell you what it's about from the title, evil. Yeah. And I guess it's just like different forms of evil in the world and like how I guess demons exist within us and incite us to behave in certain ways. And then it also has like this layer of like doomsday is coming. So like maybe everything that is going on right now is like forecasting doomsday or, you know, I don't want to talk too much. Sorry. So I, guys, if I spoil, I just want to apologize in advance because I don't. <laughs> I don't, spoilers don't affect me, you understand? Because I, do I know at what second is happening? No. I will, will I still be astonished? Yes. Do I sometimes Google if I'm impatient because they are driving on the Oh suspect? my God, I do that too. Like, I don't have oh, time. I don't know how you guys do this thing. It's like, I don't have time. It doesn't take away from the story. Like, if it's a good show or a good movie, I'll still be surprised or still be affected when I get there. Or you lose something. I think because at the end of the day, what is it that is really affecting me? Is the way they are it's the acting. The it's, it's not empty information. Uh-huh. Exactly, um, Jonathan. Uh, Thank you, my dear. Podcast is not a visual medium, but I hope I wish you guys could have seen how to maybe was just very invested <laughs> just now. <laughs> but anyway, that's what evil is about. It's really interesting. Do you guys recommend evil to people? Yeah. Like, do you feel strongly about the show? I would, not to everybody. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm probably a very selective, like, audience or someone who watches everything or someone who okay, likes... yeah, someone who watches everything. Because then I was watching it, I was like, what is, what is happening? Like, I'll yeah. keep going, but what is happening exactly? You get, and it's like, the moment I think I understand something, I'm just like, wait, wait, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I... I think, I definitely think Evil is a good show. Um, but I won't recommend it to everybody. I think I was speaking to, to maybe the other day and she was like, yeah, she likes shows that deal with like the occult and satanic stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, then go watch Evil. <laughs> because if that's what you like, then 100% that's, that's off your alley. It's just good on like a spiritual level. Like, you know, when sometimes your faith can lo- just like lapse and you just need something to kickstart it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like, you watch deep occult I'm actually yelling right now. Spirit is amazing. What do they call it? They ride to the dark side just to find the Lord again. Like, please. (laughs) 
no, no, no. It's not going to be that. It's just being reminded that these things we are seeing here, though they may be entertainment, they do, they do exist. They do exist. They do. Have you guys watched Hellstrom? It's like a cross between Evil and Legion. Yeah, Hellstrom. I I watched Hellstrom. Yeah. Um, did you like Hellstrom sometime? I don't remember. I feel like I binged it so like so fast that it was just like going, 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 and then I was. Just, it's one of those things. When I finished, I was like, "That wasn't good." It wasn't good. It wasn't terrible, but I was like, "Yeah, that wasn't good." Um, in terms of evil, I just think like I think it's it moves. It's a show that, a show that season one. It just like it's propulsive. It Everything just goes. You don't feel like you don't feel bored. Evil is created by Robert and Michelle King. Like, they're the guys that created The Good Wife. Um, it's spin off The Good Fight. Like, they know how to write stuff that just moves and just just feels like it's flowing. That Good Wife. That Good Wife. I've watched it about six times. That I don't know how you've done that. How? Oh, it's so stressful. But That Good Wife. The way it ended. Mm-mm, they did not do They did not do well. They did not do well. So when bank, in fact, this is where I was when Bankoli recommended that evil to me. I was, I, I was complaining about it because every time I watch it, my anger is renewed and refueled. Let me tell you, was so crazy, right? You know that episode where Will dies. Mm-hmm. As it's about to happen in the court, my chest is already tight. I'm already feeling stiff. <laughs> After Will died, I had to take a break from the show. Then I went back and I finished it and I was like, you are mad for this. Yeah, so I binged, I binged Good Wife after season five. After I edited season five, I binged the first five So unfortunately, I knew Will was going to die. <laughs> but I thought he was going to die like in a season finale or something. Like someone's going to shoot him on the street or whatever. No. So when it happened, I was like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. Like someone had a bad day and came and was like, you know what, you guys, I'm going to fuck shit up now because I'm upset. <laughs> Everybody must be upset. That was a death that, that got people. Because I remember Josh Charles, who is the actor that plays Will, he told a story about how some some woman was complaining on Twitter that like her mother was like really distraught. Like Josh Charles had to call her and be like, it's fine. It's okay. Because I think he directed like the next episode of, of The Good Wife. Like he was still directing episodes. Just like, it's, it's okay. I'm I'm alive. Like she was very distraught. <laughs> um, season five of The Good Wife is one of the best seasons of television I've ever watched in my life. Mm-hmm. Like season five, that's that's the season when Will dies. Season when Alicia and Carrie leave to to create their mm-hmm. their own firm. I've watched like episodes four to six, maybe maybe eight times. Like hitting the fan as well. I. I don't know. He sneaks up on you because that was my guy. Oh, Carrie, yes. At first, I could have killed him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then at the end, it's like, oh. I didn't like that. In the end, I liked him. I was a bit disgusted. I said, I don't understand. Why do I have all of these feelings, and why do I have them towards him? So basically, Good Wife season five, perfect, perfect season of television. Yeah. And then season six, the first half is quite good. Then the moment Alicia decides she's going to run for office. I don't know what the show just does there. Like, it just goes off a cliff. So the second half of season six is, is terrible. Then the final season, just managing to stay above water. It's like, it's just, what bad. is going on here? Do you know, I agree with you. And I found that particularly, dis- like, disturbing for me because it's like, oh, oh, shit. Like, it's now a woman leading kind of spin, you know, woman in mm. power. Mm-hmm. But why did that now have to be equated with just, like, a decline in the quality of the show? I was so upset by that. I was like, so, like, 
how far now? Because I know now people are going to be saying like, yeah, they were really just trying to do too much woman empowerment and that's how they lost focus. And that is indeed the fact of the show. But I don't like to admit that. I don't <laughs> It's a bit disrespectful. No, it's a bit disrespectful. Um, yeah, I don't know. It might be a weird coincidence. I don't know if it's the fact that she was running for office that made the show bad. They were doing too much. It was a ploy. It was a misogynist ploy. The writers are misogynists, let me tell you. Wow. So they decided that when they would go with the woman empowerment like narrative, they now declined the quality. So wow. that people can now that's, say, don't make women empowerment because it will be bad. I'm telling you. Sonto, you are right, because only a misogynist will end this with Diane slapping. Exactly. Only a misogynist. Who does that? Women and women? Women attacking women is a lie. Exactly. They'll be like, women don't support women. Yeah, you are right. Uh-uh. Yeah, it was a misogynist that did it. So wait, what about the first five and a half seasons of where the show was a female I'll call it that on the point. Focus on the point <laughs> of the discussion. I don't know why you're bringing up facts right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, justice for Kalinda... They really yo the way they did calendar dirty though. Ah, I will. That's like one of the most shocking things ever. I was so attached to her. Same. I loved her. Well, I mean, that's like that's kind of the point, isn't it? Like the rumor. So obviously, the big rumor is that um, Juliana Margulis, who played Alicia Florek, didn't like the fact that Archie Punjabi won an Emmy for calendar first before, like she was the first person to win an Emmy for The Good Wife. So it created this big rift between them. That was like the big rumor. And so she's racist. There's a, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. But <laughs> and obviously, there's a point when, if you know, if you maybe you've watched the six times, you know, there's a point where they stopped sharing scenes. Yeah. yeah. So there was a point where they just stopped sharing scenes. I was like, there has to be a fight here. I mean, we'll never know the reason, but like, yeah. that was that was the rumor back then. Wow. White women, white women. That's all I have to say. White <laughs> women. Weakling. The good way I've learned shows that could have made my top five if it didn't have a disastrous last one and a half seasons. Like, Same. Ew, I just thought it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, am I safe in assuming that all three of us recommend Evil at least? If you're someone that okay, basically, so let me give a, a synopsis of what Evil is, just in case you want to know if you watch it. So. Mike Coulter, who, if you want The Good Wife, he played Lemon Bishop and The Good Wife, and he's obviously Luke Cage. Sorry, just to interrupt you, he's less attractive here than he was as Lemon Bishop. What you're saying is that you find criminals more attractive than you find holy men. That's <laughs> all you're saying. That's all, you're, that's no, all I'm hearing. No, no, no. I actually agree with you. She's making a very good point. There's something. He's, first of all, his face is wider. He's not packing the... Yeah, it's also like maybe he's, he's constantly hunching or something. I don't know. He's just... It's not giving. Yeah, he's not giving at all. He's it's not even looking giving. as tall as he was looking as Lamont Bishop. But he talks too much. All I'm hearing is that you guys prefer criminals to people that want to follow God. And that's, Honestly, that's all I'm taking from this. You might be right because <laughs> the few times that I found him attractive on season one was when he was doing what he was not supposed to do as a priest. So... You guess. You see? You see? Like, the facts. The facts are there. You might be right. <laughs> reluctantly, reluctantly, I concur. So the show, like I said, my culture, he plays a priest in training. They're a part of the Catholic Church where they and they investigate weird instances to see if it's a demonic possession or if his person is just like a psychopath. So he's paired off with Katya Herbers and she's a psychologist, so she basically gauges whether it's 
the person is a psychopath. And yeah, um, it's just investigating weird instances leading to this overarching story about demonic possession and stuff. And I think I was saying to me that for a while in the show, not to spoil anything, but I personally did not know what side of the line the show was was falling on. Like, were they saying, yes, demonic possession is real? Or were they saying everything is just science and stuff? So I think it's a good show. I think season one is a great binge. If you're someone who maybe you don't like seeing demonic stuff on TV, then, then yeah, stay away from it. But personally, I really like the show. So, To be honest, I actually didn't find that the show was sort of trying to say demonic possession is real or like it's all mm. science they did a good job of trying to like mimic what actually happens in real life like in the catholic church with miracles and all of these things because same way that they're investigating and going to actually make sure that you can't prove all these things by science is what the catholic church does with like miracles like they Mm -hmm. have a whole team like i think it's called office of miracles or something like that some weird thing like that that they are like like hardline scientist guys and all of these things because they need to actually investigate that there's no other way to explain what had happened aside divine intervention. And then, yes, we're seeing like pastors and everything perform miracles on TV and all of those things. But for the most part, the Catholic Church doesn't actually recognize that because unless they can, it can be like disproven as science, they won't count it as a miracle. They won't like declare it a miracle. Oh. I did not know that. So I think that they did a good job of doing that in the show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually didn't I didn't know that. You see, this is why I guess comes to popcorn for dinner. You learn you learn new stuff about Catholicism. I did not know that. So yeah, that's evil. I recommend everyone well not everyone, I recommend people watch evil. And the good wife, look, watch the good wife. And it's okay to watch it and like not be satisfied by season six and seven. That's fine. But like they're false four solid seasons. You can dedicate Yeah, four solid seasons and one incredible season to yeah, and then just watch six and seven with like a pinch of salt, as in they are misogynists. Okay, that's why it happened. <laughs> or you can be like you can be like Victoria. You can be like Victoria and watch five seasons. I don't watch six and seven. Victoria doesn't doesn't finish her shows. That's true. Hello, Victoria. Oh my god! Not another episode dragging you. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not dragging. I'm just just it. She, if she was here, she would have defended herself. If she was here, so. Maybe you obviously have, and if you haven't watched the finale of the blacklist, you can skip forward a bit. I'll put a timestamp. But you obviously have a theory about the blacklist. Do you want to? Do you want to share this theory about the blacklist? <laughs> okay, so wait, sorry, wait. So you've, you've watched the finale, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, so maybe good. I I strongly believe that. Um, Red is Katerina Rostova. I believe that. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I believe, I believe that that's what they've been pointing to, right? And like, fair enough. Because even that's, there's one scene in this last episode, actually, if you can add this scene, like voice, that would be great. Where like, um, he's trying to basically tell her the truth in, such a red way that's just so irritating. Just get straight. Oh my god! I'm a liar. Stop speaking. In... If you want to talk to me, talk to me direct. You understand? <laughs> so he was doing his rubbish, and then she now she she like holds this photo of her and her mom like on a swing. Mm-hmm. The photo from season one that we've been seeing since. Exactly that photo since, and then she goes. This photo. 
There was someone standing behind the lens, holding the camera. Was it you? You were there, weren't you? I was there. You knew her well. Better than anyone. Okay, who knows you more than how you know yourself? But okay, let's not even get into that one. Then she now asks him, were you there? And then he responds, yes, I was there. But then when she said, did you take the picture? He said, no. And I was just like, you know what? When you put that alongside how he was saying she should not open the letter until he dies. So, mm. that, she, so that it will not change her mind from like, sorry, spoiler, doing what he asked her to do as the condition to tell her the whole truth. Why mm -hmm. don't you want her to know who you are? You said, I can't see my mother's letter. That I can't know who you are until after you're gone and my future is cast. Yes. Why? Why can't I know who you are until after you're dead? Because if you knew beforehand, you'd never agree to kill me. Oh my God. You get then. Oh. Is it making sense to you sometimes? No, like I realized I haven't gotten to this point. So now I'm like mind blown because in my head, Katarina is the woman who's like been pursuing them and trying to kill Red. Oh my God. Where are, how far are you? You are far. Oh my God. <laughs> Storylines. Well, you didn't say you didn't say you don't care about spoilers. Okay, and now I'm going to watch it actually, so I can find out what happens in between. Stop. No, baby, keep going. Please, keep going. No, no, do we, go on, but don't. You know the big spoilers from the finale. Don't say those ones, like the big ones. So well, sometimes I want to start by saying you are wrong. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, like literally my mind is blown. Yes. Yeah, so like, and it's just so crazy. Like just from everything that has been happening, taking her to this thing, that like weird seance stuff that was going on when he was telling her the truth, like all of this was built mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. for you. Like forget everything that you think you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I just, I just feel like that's just what they're going to start saying because it's also like, I'm sorry, I don't care how compassionate Red can be. Why have you dedicated your entire life and existence to chase somebody that is not the fruit of your loin? I agree with this. I literally thought he was her father for the longest time. You get I thought it was too obvious. I thought it was a father, but then it was too obvious right. for it to be a father for you to draw it out for eight years, right? So it was like... Yes. And then as well, like, you know, when they, when they do that fire scene again, right? We see that... She like they take her to the car, and whilst they're trying to like sort out her dad, she runs yeah. back in. Yeah. But I've noticed that there's another body that is inside that fire with her that they don't really show us. Yeah. And they never show like her mom still like in the car, right? And then there's now this whole period where Katarina just disappears and no one has hears from her. Then she except Redditor. Uh, except except Red. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then she calls that babe. Was that Mr. Mr. Kaplan? Just out of the blue, right? I just feel like 
there's something that they are not showing us because of corporate greed and wanting to extend season nine. When <laughs> so why are they making another season if Skin is leaving? I don't understand. They want to make money now. No, look, they should have stopped a long time ago. But you see, the way they've set up this season eight, eh? It should have ended in that. They should have ended like last week or two weeks ago. They didn't need to take it forward. They. Okay, do you know the other ones like okay, fine. You wanted to bring this spin. Okay, cool. You wanted us to meet like who was married to um, Liz's mom. Okay, cool. You wanted us to know that Red was N thirteen, and you wanted to explain to us what N thirteen really meant. Okay, cool. You have done all of those things, guy. What the fuck are we waiting for? Money. What's... They need to like, make their money. <laughs> what is it? Like do you like. And this is the thing, they play on loyalty, you understand? Like, we're here for a reason. Yeah, because we just keep coming back. Look at me now that I'm far away. Now I've heard what the baby has to say. I'm going to go and watch the show again. Look at that. Who do you say is your favorite character on the blacklist? There's, there's, only, one, there's only one character on the blacklist. What are you talking about? <laughs> so who, who, like, speaks to your spirit? I mean, it's red or nothing. Uh, yeah, maybe if I can give you Dembe, maybe. But like, that is it. There's no other character I, on the show. <laughs> I resonate deeply with Dembe and Red and Navabi when she was there. I really like Is Arash still there? Yeah. Arash or Aram? Aram, rather. Arash is my client. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, hey, Aram, is he still there? He's there. Not to be rude to these incredible actors who are never going to listen to this podcast, but some of those guys... God forbid, they will listen to it in the name of Jesus. Well, Amen. Carry on. <laughs> How can you put a limit on your success? And God forbid, Amen. they will listen. God forbid. They're going to yeah. listen. Amen. Amen. But also, not based on what I'm about to say, um, some of these guys, they need the show to keep going on. Like, if this is a cash cow for them. Like, think about it. They, has no other jobs. Yes, guaranteed twenty episodes is a season. I also don't see like James Spader, if it was his name. I don't see him. I feel like if I saw him in another like movies, TV, that's red. Oh, this is his retirement. This is retirement plan, actually. It was really big. He was a very well respected actor. Grew up in like in the eighties with like Robert Downey and those kind of people. He mm-hmm. had his time. He was very well. Now it's his retirement plan. It's just chilling. It's just. He can act this role at 50% and it will still be good. So, like, it's fine. You get, I think he's actually at 50%, actually. I feel like he has embodied, like, this personality in a very, like, crazy way. Because when you see the way he's acting, like, in the later seasons versus how he's acting in the beginning, like, you can see in the beginning, like, he's a, he's a good actor acting. Yeah. But now, I just... He's not acting. He's red. He's no longer acting. He's just there. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like I'm, I'm always up for actors just getting their checks, man. If I'm not gonna, like, fair enough. If NBC Universal is gonna give them their money, then give them the money. We can stop watching. We want to stop watching. I mean, now I can't stop watching because I need to follow to see if maybe his theory is correct. So yeah, no, I have to go and watch and see if maybe it's correct because I really hope you're correct. It sounds reasonable. I, I don't know if the show has the balls also, to pull it off only person that knows where she is maybe him and Dembe I don't right. know Dembe knows where she is it's because she's inside that baby. what would the alternative be there's nothing else that can make sense outside the eight seasons they've given us and why is he always hiding his DNA <laughs> even the doctors sometimes cannot interpret the ma- uh-uh why was uh-uh come on I mean I I recommended the show to my dad oh 
my god where you guys i just remembered something yeah you know how one of the people on the list was like this famous yes surgeon person. and red had to like stop the fbi from finding the person because yeah. they, he had information on red this makes sense i thought it was because red at the time was supposed to be um katarina's best friend that guy what's his name the tall one the tall one yeah at first i thought that was why but now this would make sense no because even that time remember like they were saying no they can't find like they can't find the person because she, mm-hmm. she i mean he knows who exactly is red because that red, yeah i remember that when they were talking about that surgeon they were like she will literally the person will literally create a new, a new person yes the language that they used in that like episode in that scene where with that surgeon that you're talking about is very similar to what red was saying to liz about creating raymond reddington right mm. and i'm like uh-uh one and two one and two <laughs> lawyer brain lawyer brain what's going on here <laughs> Oh, yeah, you recommended it to your dad. Yeah, I recommended it to my dad a while ago, and obviously he's caught up now. I don't know how my father would accommodate this trans story that maybe is is positive. I don't know how <laughs> he would take that on himself. <laughs> so, so part of me basically wants that to happen just for the WhatsApp messages I'll receive. <laughs> because... I don't know if the show has the balls to tell that story that you think they're going to tell about a trans woman or, or is that that's a trans man? Trans man. A trans, trans man. man. Yeah, so a trans, trans man, man living, what, 30 years? Like, that's a lot. That's, we'll see. That's a lot. I don't know if... I, don't, I mean, it's the best possible theory, but I don't know if the show has the balls to, to tell it. I feel like in this 2021, that would be like... They, they to do it. Yeah, if yeah. it was like 2017, no, but this 2021, uh, uh, the scene has been set. is is great for them to just hop on this like narrative because I don't see how they're going to justify season nine because they what they season nine. Sorry, you guys, I don't mean to be so passionate, but <laughs> <laughs> I have never. We've done, we've done about 30 episodes of this podcast and I don't think there's been an episode where I was like I wish this was like recorded and this was like a full video thing that I could put out because the way you're the actions you're giving out I wish people were watching this um yeah we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about what I think is one of the best shows on TV The Good Fight I've missed The Good Fight man I'm not going to lie to you guys I really like this show. Uh, every time I'm just like, this show is just a top tier show. I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what The Good Fight is, The Good Fight is a spin off from The Good Wife. So, first of all, if you watch The Good Wife, and then if you liked it a bit, watch The Good Fight, man. It, it follows Diane's character. We have some characters from The Good Wife in the show. So, um, Luca Quinn is in the show. Um, Eli Gold's daughter, Marissa, is also in the show. And then just a bunch of very good new actors. Julius. Julius as well. Daryl Lindo. And David Lee. David Lee appeared last season. Which oh my was, God. I, I hated how happy I was when I saw David Lee last season. <laughs> Me too. Me I really hate that man so much, but like, I love him. I love him and I hate him so much as well. Yeah, so like, The Good, the good Fight is, is really good. I, I think, I think I don't, I don't think The Good Fight has ever been bad. I don't think The Good Fight has ever been bad. Yeah. Like, that's, that's had some, some low stuff. I don't think it's ever been a bad show. I've mm-hmm. always really liked the show and enjoyed the show. 
And yeah, I was I was interested because obviously if you've watched the good fight, you know that the first four seasons are really very Trump focused. So I was wo- not worried, but I was interested to how the show would, would change with the removal of Trump. And honestly, two episodes in and I really I really like the show. Obviously, um Tonto, you haven't watched the episodes, but do maybe what do you think of the of the show so far, the new season? First of all, I kind of liked episode one. But I think I need to rewatch it because they did this whole like time machine thing that like I loved episode one. I loved it, but like at some point I was confused. Like, wait, 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 I had to rewind. I was like, okay, so mm-hmm. what happened? You know? Um, but I like that, you know, I think that what the show was just basically trying to do was to mimic the times that we're in, right? And even now that I guess Trump is out of presidency and like, you know, there's more to like deal with and to discuss they're still covering like pretty relevant issues, right? Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's kind of what I like about the show. It's very relevant, but not in a big way, not in a way that I was trying a bit too hard. Mm-hmm. But I would say like just something that I like that sort of kept on going and kept on giving for me is the dynamic between Diane and her husband, Kurt, and their relationship. The incredible Gary Cole. But yeah, yeah. And like for me, so earlier this year, I made like a sort of resolution to myself with myself that I was going to allow myself being more uncomfortable situations or with uncomfortable opinions that I just think are very like toxic, negative, ill. I can't deal with that. Now, mm-hmm. Diana has taken that a bit too hard to bring it into <laughs> her matrimonial home. You understand? But I like that there's still that, like, because it's a very, very real thing. You do have people who are like in relationships with, they are polar opposites, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are you dealing with this on a like mental, like day-to-day basis? And mm-hmm. even with Julius as like a black Republican, like mm-hmm. that is in itself so controversial. But I like that it does that because he's like, he's a very reasonable guy. Like he's an avid Trump supporter. <laughs> oh my God. I like the end of that um, scene of, of episode one as well, where, oh my God, I don't want gets- to spoil it. Swords for something, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I should say it. Yeah, you could absolutely say it. Oh, so basically, um, you know, like at the end of the Trump presidency, he like grants pardons to people, and you know, Julius was framed and put in prison, so he was granted yeah. a pardon by Trump, and I just liked the way that. Oh. He <laughs> I just love that it came full circle for Julius, and like you know, like. Julius now says something about how he didn't even have to pay for it. So he was just very, very grateful that he received the pardon. And I like that it just came full circle for this mm-hmm. black Republican man who is just problematic in some of his opinions, but also quite reasonable, like at the end of the day. And I like that they challenge us with those kinds of characters. You know what I mean? With like real life situations and like things that are happening and drawing on your own individual biases and just allowing that play out on screen where you see... Sometimes I can't be, okay, fair enough. I guess I'm not that different from the other person who I'm fighting because this thing I'm saying they are doing is is exactly what I'm doing now. But all round, man, I'm excited for what this season is going to do. I mean, not to step on a future conversation or even what we've spoken about before, but like with the whole Julius thing and even Kurt, like you said, it just kind Mm -hmm. of shows you what, I do not want to be mean in anything I'm saying, but like, what the best version of that like Ava storyline in Bowtie could have been. Yes, yeah. that was exactly what I was You thinking. see good people, you see good people doing it great, like they're doing it so well and it's like, that's what they were trying to do but it just, they just didn't have it like that. Um, From watching the good fight, I keep like 
trying to reckon with the fact that I want people to be just one way. Like if you're a good mm-hmm. person, that I like you, blah, blah, blah. I would love for you to have this set of opinions and ideas. And then when you don't, it's just so stressful. Like, why aren't you just this perfect person that I would like? Because I really like Kurt and I really like his relationship with Diane. But every time I think about the fact that he was like working for the Trump administration, I'm just like, sir, I was rooting for you. I think something something the good fight does that allows us to still like enjoy these characters even though we know that we don't necessarily agree with their opinions is that we don't see them support like the more harmful things mm-hmm. like we know this person or that person is a republican and they're conservative but we'll never we never see them like actually openly advocate for like the things that even the good fights as a show would consider harmful and problematic. Mm-hmm. I think which goes back to the difference between like Julia's type character versus like Ava on the mm-hmm. whole type where it was like, this is her work. Like on a regular basis, she's out here advocating for like, um, you know, repealing reproductive rights, for example, or stuff like that. Um, and they just don't do that openly on the good fights. Speaking about the first episode, so the first episode they do it in a very, very interesting and just like creative way where the entire episode is like a previously on. So it starts off like a normal last season on on, on the good fight and it just keeps and on going like that. And the actual but... name of the episode, it's previously it, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, because it, it started and I was like, I remember that scene. I don't remember that scene. And I was like, wait, did I miss an episode? I had to go on Wikipedia and I was like, did I miss an episode? of? And I was like, oh, so this is what they're doing. Okay. This is very smart. I mean, just like, because just... it's a good way of one using the footage that you must have shot before you had to shut down because of COVID. But also, you can just go through an entire year in, like, five scenes because you can just skip. It doesn't have to have, like, it doesn't have to have, like, a narrative uh-huh. um, follow-through with each scene. You just need to say what is happening with, between the characters. And obviously, it was no secret that, like, Kos Jumbo and um, Daryl Linda were leaving the show. So it was a good way to obviously write them out as well. By like saying what they are. So I really liked the first episode. The second episode was really good. It introduced us to two new characters. One of which was let's let's talk about the first one, who I think maybe you have strong feelings on, the new black lawyer. What were you gonna say about her? So I feel like that new black lawyer in some ways was intended to replace well not like replace, yes, replace Quinn's fierceness and like her no nonsense attitude. This is what I stand for. This is who I am. I'm going to speak out. You know, I'm going to be slightly rude, but also polite enough to get away with it. Mm. But I think there's like a level of like badness to this one, not badness, but like mystery, but like not happy mystery, but like there's something. What's your story and who the fuck are you? And why do you know how to do these things? And why are you here? So when I was, when I, when I, like at the end of the episode, rather during the episode, I was like, this babe is giving me like Kalenda plus Quinn vibes combined. Mm-hmm. So what, what are they trying to do here? Like what's going um, on here? There's like a darkness around her, but quite like, you know, interesting. And the way she clashes with Liz as well, yeah. you know, but also still, sorry, I have to say this. So at the, like towards the end of that episode, Liz appointed herself like as the mentor. A mentor, yeah. And then I think the new lawyer, I don't know whether she said it to put Liz off, like throw Liz off or whatever, but she was like, By the way, I'm your mentor. I'll need you here Friday to discuss. 
Thank you, Ms. Reddick. I respected your father. And I was like, wait, is she one of his sexual victims? Did she like intern with him? Did she have a relationship? It's such a loaded statement. It's so loaded. Like, yeah. Like when she, when she said it, the way she said it, um, Liz's reaction, I went through all those things. I was like, is she trying to take a dig at Liz? Like, oh, I liked your father, but I didn't like you. Yeah. Did her father assault her? Is she like, you're not up to your father? Like, it's such a... And it's like, so, why did she have to say it? And it was also the way she said it. Like, she said it and she didn't just go immediately. She paused mm -hmm. for like two seconds and then she like nodded and left. And I was like, wait. A, yeah, no, there's a lot. What? And that, it, just that one <laughs> statement really just yeah. makes you... And it's like, again, these people are great writers. They know what they're doing. It just makes it look like... Or rather, it makes you feel like there is so much story to be told within those two characters. Like it's an older black woman and if she's 28, she's a very young law, out of law school black woman. And it's like, what is going to happen with these, with these characters? And um, two things. So the first of all is just for anyone, just quickly. So this new black associate, even another thing, we, we get an impression that like her background is not as privileged because obviously at the beginning you see her removing the, the sticker from the from the notepad is like fifteen pound, fifteen dollars or whatever, because she's trying to fit in with this new crop of of associates. Um, but she, one way or that she kind of gets intertwined with one of the firms, like most one of the firms was terrible clients. It was like a drug dealer, stroke mass murderer. I don't know why this guy's on their books, but he takes <laughs> a liking to her, and he's kind of said that she should be his only lawyer. And you asked me why I thought about this character, and I look honestly. It, it will end in tears. There is no way this, this, this will end in tears. There is no way this is, this is, this is going well. Like, what is going on here? So, Santa, you haven't watched the episode, but just to give you an idea of how bad this guy is, do you know who his lawyer is? His business associate. Oh, no, no, stop. stop. His business manager is Charles. No, his business manager is Charles Lester. Our favorite. Lemon Bishop. Oh, oh no, this is bad. Lemon Bishop's lawyer. That's to show that this guy is not a good person. <laughs> no, that's bad. That's criminal. Trademark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, she was very proactive in putting mm -hmm. herself in this in that way. So for me, I was like, okay. At first, I was like, okay. So like, is it like a different drug cartel or whatever that like sort of put her in the lines there to achieve it? Like, is there a long game? Oh, that could be. That's possible. That's it. That makes sense. Is the client black? Like, is there a reason? No, the client is just white. No, he's Mexican. Is a white Mexican guy? Sorry, he's not white, but he's like a Mexican guy, like a what? Hispanic. Ooh. Yeah, drug dealer. Well, he's not. I don't uh, think. He's, I don't know why he's an American joke. He doesn't speak English at all. I have her Spanish is fluent. Like, yeah. she went extra mile for him, doing like borderline. Maybe illegal. she was on the. As like a we don't know, but perhaps. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. She just finished law school. Yeah. She's 20. Like, there's definitely a story to be told there. Um, you mentioned Luca earlier, and obviously, we all miss you, Luca. Um, but I just remembered when last season, was it last season or season three, when Luca realized she was black? It was like, oh, <laughs> I'm black. They don't like me being around this white child. I was like, <laughs> She had this whole black realization, obviously, with uh, yeah. the other. I was like, that's that was funny, but yeah, I'm gonna miss Luke. I'm really gonna miss Daryl Lindo, man. I I really liked him on the show. I just liked his line reading. Who's that? Bozeman. Bozeman, yeah. Yeah, I really liked him. Adrian, how are you? Good. 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 Great. Listen, everyone at the network loves you. You're smart. You're articulate. 
The thing is, is we like it when you bring a little more heat to the panel. Oh, be the angry black man. God, no. That's an ugly stereotype. Just, just go with your impulses. People are riled up these days. They want to hear someone saying what they're thinking. That's all. We're all looking for those viral moments. I'll see you out there. It's a great best. Why does racism only go one way? That's what I want to know. I see racism against whites every day, every single day, yet I'm a racist for pointing that out? Adrian, what's your take? Take on what? What Chuck just said? Is racism just a one-way street? I think that's his opinion. Look at your firm, Adrian. You get the benefit of no-bid contracts because you're an African-American firm. Now, as a white lawyer, what am I supposed to think of that? I don't know. I think Chuck is pointing out a double standard here, Adrian. I mean, take hip-hop. We've talked about this on the show before. You have African-American rappers saying inward this and inward that, but a Caucasian can't. So say it. Say what? Say the word you want to say. I'm not saying that I want to say it. I'm just saying that I can't. Sure you can. Say it. Say it right now. <laughs> I will say it with you. Okay. This is hypocritical. You know we can't. Sure you can. This is America. Both of you. Say it. Mm, I, mm. All right, I think we can move on. Why? Why move on when you want to say it? Both of you want to say it. Huh? All together, everybody. I liked him, but he's annoying me. Oh, really? Why? There were times when I would just catch him mansplaining, and I'm just like, shut the fuck up. You don't know. <laughs> well, you know, this show is written by the same misogynist that wrote The Good Wife. So. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like sometimes he's just doing like like shady shit. And I'm just like, this is a shit. Why are you trying to paint this guy as a good guy? This is this is like this. It's not that okay. Oh, you know, to slap. How far? <laughs> I think the thing with the show is that like everyone does slightly shady shit. Yeah. But like, Still good people, so you know you can root yeah. for them or whatever. I mean, I root for bad people anyway. Speaking of new characters and the good fight this season, actually, she's not in this episode, but Wanda Sykes is going to be in this show. I wonder as what, well, but that's interesting. Um, oh. We get Judge Saul Berenson on this episode. We get, we finally see that was funny. Mandy Patikin's so um, character in this show, who is a judge, quote unquote, who has his own fake courtroom in like the middle of an alley behind a copy office. It's called like the ninth three-quarter circuit court in reference to Harry Potter. <laughs> it's incredibly weird. They they decide on ties by like rock, paper, scissors in his court. It is so wild. And I loved every second. Because like, this is one thing. This is one thing about the good fight leaving the Trump thing, right? There sometimes in the in the whole Trump thing where it got a bit not too much, but like you're like, I wish you didn't go as far because like mm-hmm. it just seems a bit too much. But now that Trump is up, they can just be as weird and as wacky as they want to be. Like in their, in their fifth season, nobody's gonna cancel them unless they want to leave. Like they can just do things that make no sense on paper, but like, are so great. Like you just get Mandy Patikin after doing Saul for how many years, and just comes and is like a judge who. <laughs> He he puts scores on the board by like using yeah, like sticks. um like a tally system. And it's just like this makes no sense to me. And I loved every second of it. There was like one of my favorite the, lines from the episode was when the other lawyer objected and was to like sing. Oh no, never that that one was funny. But the other lawyer objected and was like Objection. Yeah, Counselors putting words in my client's mouth. Do you have better words for your client? 
Okay, Dean, put it on the board. One zero. <laughs> and it's like he's also like aware when they're trying to use him because there was another like line where they, Diane found out like some song the guy likes, so she yeah. like said it when she was objecting to her um, opponent, mm-hmm. and then the guy was like, "Oh, he like he recognized the song now. He now said it back." Then the other lawyer was like, ah, bet now you guys are singing. Me if I can join in. He now tried to join in. Then he just like paused to like really listen to him. He was like, Kenny Rogers? He said, yes. He said, no. No, no, no. no, no. no, no, no. Even the case that found his way to this weird Harry Potter court was that this group of parents were suing a teacher who had taught people during COVID. And they said that she was making their, her kids socialists. That they Suddenly my daughter came home judging us. She calls me a Karen. She said that we were useless rich people who reinforce white supremacy. She said we were like the family from Parasite. And I burst out laughing so hard. I could not believe it. I was like, oh my God. When she said she called me a Karen was the way, you know, the way they say it. Like she was like, she called me the K word. Like I was like, oh my God, I can't believe what she said. She called me a Karen. And I could not just, I was like, this is just the good fight, just operating on all cylinders firing, just like so mm-hmm, incredible. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you have a lot of work to do tonight. You have to catch up on the black Yeah, list. I have, oh my God. I have so many six words. Even evil. Like, come on, girl. But yeah, that's the good fight, man. If you didn't know good fight was bad, go watch it. If you don't watch good fight, watch it. It's a really good show. If you're listening to this episode, check back in a couple of days and the part two will be up with my conversation with Timebe and Sumto. Um... Yeah, for now, thank you guys for listening. And please come back in a couple of days. Bye.